guys, I'm Mandy B. Anderson, and you're listening to the She Who Overcomes podcast. I'm the chief creative officer, a motivational speaker, and a life and business coach at a company called Rayma Team. I'm also thriving in the face of a life-threatening illness called cystic fibrosis. This weekly podcast is a series of real-life stories and conversations meant to encourage you with hope and more importantly, equip you with action steps to transform your life, your career, and your relationships. So grab your coffee and let's hang out. Hey guys, before I dive into the next episode, I wanted to tell you guys something. So Rachel and I were hanging out one day and we had a thought. Wouldn't it be cool if we could hang out with you guys every Monday night for the rest of 2020? We think so. We would love to give you some coaching each week and some insight and basically a weekly Monday night pep talk. That's what we're calling it. So join us every Monday night at 8.30 p.m. Central Time for a free 20, maybe 30-minute conversation with your coaches, myself and Rachel Perman from Rayma Team. This is for all busy professionals and growth-minded individuals that want to climb higher this year and just need to get some weekly motivation. So go on over to raymateam.com forward slash Monday pep talk. And register so you can get the call details and the recordings if you can't make it. Again, that registration link is www.rayma.team.com forward slash Monday pep talk. We can't wait to spend every Monday night with you. Okay, grab your coffee and let's dive into this episode. Well, hello, everybody. I am so happy to be back with you for this podcast. And I do have to tell you, if you just finished listening to episode 40, you may have noticed that uh, that was recorded in December. And I said, you know, we would be taking a month off. And here it is, February, and we ended up taking two months off. So, Thank you for waiting patiently for me to return. I do have to say that it was a much needed break from building some content and scheduling interviews and all of that over, you know, the holiday and the new year. And so I really did have that refreshing time that I needed. But so much has changed in my life since the last episode. So I want to share a little bit about that. And then I want to dive into today's topic, which might make some of you uh, not really sure what to think if you're not a Taylor Swift fan, but I have thoughts on her documentary, Miss Americana, and I want to definitely share them with you because I think there are some life lessons that can be learned from that documentary. But before we go in there, I want to share with you what's been happening in my life so far in 2020. I started that life-changing medication that came out for cystic fibrosis in 2019. Um, I just started it at the beginning of February. As of this recording, I am 17 days in. And oh my gosh, if you've been following me on Instagram or on my Facebook profile, you've maybe seen some of the improvements that I've been posting about. 
it's a night and day difference. I have way more energy. I have my life back in ways that I didn't even know had been stolen from me. It's a really weird experience. And I'm so thankful for this medication. In fact, today I am recording this on February 18th, and I go into the doctor this afternoon for my very first checkup since starting Trikafta. And I don't know what to expect. I I think a part of me is expecting that I will see a drastic improvement in my lung functions. And the other part of me is like, you know what? It doesn't matter because I feel better. And so it's this constant battle between, you know, I want my numbers to be higher because it was a goal versus I also feel better. So what does it matter? So stay tuned. I will definitely keep you posted on that. And if you want, you know, the most accurate, up-to-date information, come follow me on Instagram because that's where I will be sharing this the most through some videos on IGTV, through my posts, through stories. So you can find me at Ms. Mandy B. Anderson. That's M-S-M-A-N-D-Y-B-A-N-D-E-R-S-O-N. Come follow me on Instagram. Let's hang out. It's kind of my newest favorite social media platform. So I look forward to sharing more of my journey with you on that, on social media. And eventually, I'd love to have some interviews with some people that were kind of like the integral portions of building that medication, if that even makes sense. I don't know. We'll see. I have a wish list of people that I want to interview this year on the podcast. And I can tell you that the people that I already have lined up for the next few weeks that I've already done interviews with... They inspired me, and so I know they're going to inspire you. And hopefully I can find some inspiring people to share more about Trikafta and why that is so, so life-changing in so many ways. So with that, I'm going to take a sip of my coffee quick, and then we're going to talk about one of my favorite nerding out topics, Taylor Swift. So here's the thing. I'm a Swifty. I wasn't always a Swifty. I really didn't become a Swifty until her 1989. That's not true. Her Red album in 2013. And it was all because my best friend Madison grew up listening to Taylor Swift. She loved her. She let me in on this world of like all the creative things that Taylor did to get her fans involved, like how she would hide hidden codes, like hidden messages in the lyrics of her CD, like the cover of the album, when you read the lyrics, the jacket, there would be these like little code games where you could find a code phrase or a code word for each song. And I I fell in love with her songwriting. I fell in love with her story and the ability she has to just be a real person and invite people in. And through the years, I've really fallen in love with watching Taylor Swift's creative process. Now, if you are somebody who thinks that she does not write her own music and you want to fight me on that, we will have a really great conversation that uh, I will be very passionate about. Because as you can see in her new documentary, Miss Americana, she is just this amazing creative force And she thinks about all these things. And yes, she might have a team of amazing people to help her bring it into the world and bring it into fruition. But when it comes down to her music and her lyrics, it's her and her life. And she's just writing about it. And you can see that when she's in the recording studio. And I love watching that because 
years ago, back in 2001, when I recorded my CD, I I wrote my own music. I found the uh, musicians to help me make the music real and and write it. And I found a a producer and a recording studio to go record it at. And that process of creating an album is something I hope to be able to experience again one day because I love that more than I love singing. I love the idea of going in and starting with a song and thinking it's going to go one way. And then by the time it's done, it goes a completely different direction that is better than you ever could have imagined it. And there are moments where I watch her writing her music and I get it because I know what that's like. I know what it's like to sit at your piano and to just stay there until you get whatever is inside of you out into the world, even if it's just between you and your cat or your dog and your maker. Like, I know what that's like, and it's an amazing feeling. And it's just something that makes you feel so alive as an artist. And that's what I love about Taylor Swift's creativity. The other thing I have learned, though, through watching her stories and through this whole documentary, Miss Americana, is how important it is to see other people step into who they're designed to be. How encouraging that is when you can step into it. So I want to share with you just a few things that I got personally that I really thought of you guys when I was watching this documentary. I've watched it like three times. I took notes one time. I've cried all the way through it the first time. And I want to share with you what I believe Miss Americana got right about about what our world needs right now. And the the thing that she starts out with is she talks about how she was really living for people's approval. And I think when we when we think about okay, you know, what are we doing here on the She Who Overcomes podcast? Well, I'm sharing inspirational stories to help you transform your lives, your career, your relationships. And what it really comes down to is you've got to have some personal growth. And Miss Americana shows the personal growth of an artist in so many facets. One of the things that she said about living for other people's approval was that I was so fulfilled by approval that that was it. I became the person that everyone wanted me to be. You guys, how many times do we do that in our own lives, that we start looking for somebody's approval and we lose who we are or we don't even get the chance to find who we are because we're more concerned about their approval, whoever they is, their approval of how I dress, their approval of how I look, their approval of what I think. And more than anything, we have got to get to this place where we are okay going through the process and down the journey of questioning our thoughts and beliefs and really looking at them and finding out, do I think this because I think it will make me more popular? Do I think this because I think it's something that they want me to think? Or do I think this because it's really a belief that I stand on? That's what I want to encourage you to do. I I encourage everybody to watch this documentary. It's on Netflix. 
go watch it. I think it's maybe not quite two hours of your life. Maybe it's an hour and a half. I can't remember. But watch it through the lens of learning something about somebody else who has gone through some really hard things. That's that's what I did. Whether you like her music or not, you can learn that. I watch documentaries of people all the time. I love watching, especially artists. I, I take that back. I watch documentaries of like musicians because I find it fascinating what they go through for the creative process. And sometimes I even watch documentaries of musicians that I don't exactly like, but maybe I've had one or two songs that I don't mind. And I just love watching their journey. So I want to encourage you, if you watch this, if you take me up on it, watch it through that lens and start asking yourself, where am I living for other people's approval? One of the things that Rachel and I have really honed in on over the last few months after we rebranded our company from Big Blue Couch Coaching to Rayma Team was that we really help people with some core things. We help them find their voice. We help them learn to think objectively and for themselves so that they can then learn how to honor other people where they're at, even if what they think is different. And that's really the thing that I got from this documentary is learning how to, uh, learning about how important it is to find your voice. One of the most, what would be the word? One of the moments in the entire documentary that just kind of sealed the deal for me on how important this is, and it it was a real emotional connection, was there. there's a, a moment where she starts talking about her, her desire, her, uh, just her desire to stand up for certain things politically that she believes in. Now, whether or not you agree with what she believes doesn't matter. What you can learn from this is what it takes to stand firm on what you believe. And what you really see is that she is finding her voice to stand up for what she believes, to figure out what she believes. And a lot of this happened because of the fact that she was sexually assaulted and she went to court for that because somebody sued her. The guy who sexually assaulted her got fired when she spoke up and he turned around and sued her. Can you believe that? Yeah. And because of that whole experience, she saw the world in a different way. She started thinking about what it must be like for people who who don't have proof, they don't have a photo, they don't have witnesses of what they're saying happened to them. And just that whole experience shaped her in such a way that now she started paying attention to things politically. And maybe she was paying attention before, but now she's ready to talk about it. And there is a scene where she stands up, she rises up to stand firm on her political her political views, and she has a very emotional conversation with her dad and the male people on her team, and her mom is in the room. And it's a conversation that I felt to my core, because I know what it's like to have to stand up to somebody that you love and and stand firm on something that you believe in so deeply that you can't not do something about it. And it may not always be that they agree with you. 
And there's this thing that she said. She said, I need you to let me do this, Dad. And then she stops because she realizes she's a grown woman and she doesn't need anybody's approval. And she says, I need you to forgive me, Dad, because I'm doing it. That was a really powerful statement for me because I've been there. I've had to have hard conversations with people that I love when I was doing something in the midst of, um, you know, traumatic events in my life. I was doing something and making decisions that maybe didn't always look like the right ones to the people around me. And I had to stand firm on that and, and say, listen, I love you, but I'm never going to make you happy if, if all you want is for me to do what you want me to do. That's not how you, you raise me. That's not what I believe in. And I need to stand firm on my own choices here, good or bad. I need to stand firm on that. It's something within my core that I have to do. Have you guys ever been there? Have you ever been in a situation like that where you're finding your voice and then the people that you love are trying to not let you walk in it because they're scared for you? Because they love you so much, they don't want you, they don't want to see you getting hurt because they're maybe scared for themselves about what would happen if you did get hurt and how they would handle it. There's so many emotions that are in this scene of Miss Americana that hit me to my core because we are watching in real time what it's like for somebody to find their voice, to stand firm on it, and to have to do it the opposite way from the people that love them. These are the type of things that stir up almost like a righteous anger inside of me because I believe that finding our voice is an important thing. I believe that our choice is important. I believe that our Heavenly Father who designed us gave us the power of joy of choice for a reason. And if He gave us the power of choice, then who are we to try to take away the power of choice from somebody else? when he didn't take it away from us. Wow, I've never said that out loud in a public way like that. But that's really what I believe. How dare I try to take somebody else's choice away when the creator of the universe and the savior of my soul didn't take mine away? He gives me free will. He gives you free will. If we have the same faith, you you and I can walk in that together. And if we don't, I love you and I want to hang out with you on this podcast, even if we don't agree or we don't see things the same way, because I want to be able to learn what it's like to be in other people's shoes. I don't want to live in in a world where we all look alike and sound alike because that's the the right thing to do, quote unquote, by whatever version we're listening to at the moment. I think it's so important that we dig deep into our core beliefs, our core values, and we stand firm on it even if we're the only ones. That's what I got when I watched Miss Americana. I think that this documentary is important for women, for girls, for everybody really. But I think it's important for women and girls because regardless of if you like her music or not, if you like her as a person or not, you get to see Somebody walk this out, and she invited us along for the journey, you guys. She keeps things private. 
She has learned the hard way what to share and what not to share, but she lets you in on some of the intimate details of her life because she had to live them out in public. At the very end of this documentary, I I just watched it again yesterday because I didn't know what else to watch. So I had it playing in the background when I was working. At the very end of this documentary, I didn't write this down, so I hope I'm saying it uh, right. She says this, I want to keep a strong pen. Let me see. How does this go? You guys, I'm totally losing it. I want to keep a strong pen and open heart. And there was something else. You're going to have to go watch it now because I totally butchered it and I didn't have it, write it written down. Oh, and okay. I want to keep a strong heart. No, you guys are so listening to me mess up right now and I'm not having Nate edit this. Here's what she said. I want to keep a strong pen, a thin heart, thin skin, and an open heart. Strong pen, thin skin, and an open heart. There we go. Talk about the longest way to butcher something. But that's what she says. And that hits home for me because when you put yourself out there creatively in any type of way, or just in any way, when you put yourself out there vulnerably, you risk getting hurt. You risk people getting mad at you. You risk people thinking that you're a hypocrite. You risk people calling you names, misunderstanding you, all types of things. And if you're not careful, that can make you grow a very thick skin and a very closed heart. And I really appreciate that she sees why it's so important to have a thin skin and an open heart. We all need that. We can't feel anything good if our heart is closed. So that's what I got from Taylor Swift's Miss Americana documentary. I do. I highly recommend that you watch it. And if you have, come talk to me about it on Instagram because I would love to know what did you get from it? I would love to know how did it affect you? I think there are topics in that documentary that we need to talk about. Not to be right, not to prove a point, but to learn. To learn what it's like to walk in somebody else's shoes. To learn vulnerability and empathy for somebody else. So I pray that this encourages you. I hope that you've enjoyed listening to my rambling thoughts and my messed up moments of trying to totally you know, quote something that I didn't write down. How silly, right? Oh, it happens. And I do have to tell you that the interviews I have coming up are super exciting. I am thrilled to be interviewing so many right now women, but guys, I am looking for you. I want to interview some of you too. But right now I have some women that I am interviewing from all across the state of North Dakota, all across the nation of the United States, actually. And I can't wait to get these episodes to you. So let's hang out again next week, Monday, when the new episode drops. You have a great week. We'll talk to you later. Hey guys, thanks again for listening. I'll be back with another episode for you next week. But for now, if you would take a moment and write a review or subscribe to the podcast, 
that would mean the world to me. I also want to give a shout out to my very handsome husband, Mr. Nate Anderson, for editing this podcast. For more information, go to www.raymateam.com. That's www.raymateam.com. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram under the name Ms. Mandy B. Anderson. Oh, and one last thing. I hope you heard something today that gave you the courage to rise up and overcome that thing that you've been facing. You're stronger than you think. I'll see you next week.